Hello. Welcome to Science Factual. Prepare yourself for factual download. Sequence commencing. Seriously, I truly hope that nothing terrible ever comes out about John Williams. I don't know if I can handle it. I mean, the man is a treasure who has influenced popular culture in countless ways, scoring iconic pieces for epic movies like Jaws, Star Wars, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Indiana Jones, E.T., Harry Potter, War of the Worlds, and of course, today's topic, Jurassic Park. And that's just to name a few. By the way, that roar you just heard is a best guess of what a T-Rex actually sounded like. And that best guess is a combination of a baby elephant's squeal, an alligator's gurgling, and a tiger's snarl. Oh my. Its breath was the sound of air escaping a whale's blowhole. Cute. Hi there, I'm your host, Reese Hendrick, and welcome to this episode of Science Factual, the show that gets into the facts behind your favorite science fiction. Today we're taking a look at the 1993 film Jurassic Park, based off of the Michael Crichton novel of the same name. We'll touch on the entire franchise, but the focus will be on the breakout film itself. This episode is a first for Science Factual, as it features a live interview recording from the Fourth Wall PDX in collaboration with Sound and Vision's Michael Garcia. On Sunday the 21st of August, we got to hang out with a live audience while I interviewed today's guest comedian, the hilarious Dylan Jones. After the interview, we had a blast going through clips from the movie, satire pieces, and pop culture references while enjoying as much cereal as we could possibly eat. Major thanks to the venue and staff, especially Cassie, who encouraged me to unleash my inner kid with a Cocoa Puffs slash Reese's Puffs combo that not only spiked my nostalgia, but definitely my blood sugar as well. Make sure to stick around to the end of the episode for a hysterical set from Dylan at Helium Comedy Club right here in beautiful Southeast Portland, Oregon. In the meantime, do you hear that? It sounds just like a... Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! If you for some reason haven't seen Jurassic Park by now, do yourself a favor and pause this episode, go directly home, and settle in for a movie experience that's been 65 million years in the making. Also, if you're listening to this episode on Shady Pines Radio, that's awesome, but this episode will definitely run longer than an hour in its entirety, so make sure to catch the whole episode on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Otherwise, if you're quite ready to start the tour, let's kick things off with some background info on the franchise as well as a synopsis of the story before diving into some facts about the film. So without further ado, welcome 
to Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is a 1993 American science fiction action film directed by Steven Spielberg and produced by Kathleen Kennedy and Gerald R. Mullen. It is the first installment of the Jurassic Park franchise and the first film in the Jurassic Park original trilogy, and is based on the 1990 novel of the same name by Michael Crichton and a screenplay written by Crichton and David Kerb. Or is it Cobb? I don't know. Either or. The film is set on the fictional island of Isla Nublar, located off Central America's Pacific coast near Costa Rica. There, wealthy businessman John Hammond and a team of genetic scientists have created a wildlife park of de-extinct dinosaurs. When industrial sabotage leads to a catastrophic shutdown of the park's power facilities and security precautions, a small group of visitors and Hammond's grandchildren struggle to survive and escape the perilous island. Michael Crichton originally conceived a screenplay about a graduate student who recreates a dinosaur. He continued to wrestle with his fascination with dinosaurs and cloning until he began writing the novel Jurassic Park. Before its publication, Steven Spielberg learned of the novel in October of 1989, while he was discussing a screenplay with Crichton that would become the television series ER. Shout out Clooney. Spielberg recognized what really fascinated him about Jurassic Park was that it was a, quote, really credible look at how dinosaurs might someday be brought back alongside modern mankind, going beyond just a simple monster movie. Before Crichton's novel was published, four studios put in bids for its film rights, with the backing of Universal Studios, Spielberg acquired the rights for $1.5 million before its publication in 1990. Crichton was hired for an additional $500,000 to adapt the novel to the screen. Kopp wrote the final draft, which left out much of the novel's exposition and violence, including the end scene where they just fucking straight up napalm the island instead of dipping out, and made numerous changes to the characters. Filming took place in California and Hawaii from August to November of 1992, and post-production rolled until May of 93, supervised by Spielberg in Poland as he filmed Schindler's List. The dinosaurs were created with groundbreaking CGI by Industrial Light and Magic, there they are popping up again, and with life-size animatronic dinosaurs built by the legendary Stan Winston and his team. To showcase the film's sound design, which included a mixture of various animal noises for the dinosaur roars, Spielberg invested in the creation of DTS, a company specializing in digital surround sound formats. The film also underwent an extensive $65 million marketing campaign, which included licensing deals with over 100 companies. Jurassic Park premiered on June 9, 1993 at the Uptown Theater in Washington, D.C. and was released on June 11th in the United States at large. It went on to gross over $914 million worldwide in its original theatrical run, becoming the highest-grossing film ever at the time, a record held until the release of Titanic in 1997. It received positive reviews from critics who praised its special effects and Spielberg's direction. Following its 20th anniversary re-release in 2013, Jurassic Park became the oldest film in history to surpass $1 billion in ticket sales and the 17th highest-grossing overall. The film won more than 20 awards, including three Academy Awards for its technical achievements in visual effects and sound design. In 2018, it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. The film was followed by five sequels. Those are The Lost World, Jurassic Park in 1997, Jurassic Park 3 in 2001, which wrapped up the original trilogy, Jurassic World in 2015, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom in 2018, and Jurassic World Dominion this year in 2022. Alrighty, here's a synopsis about the events of the original 1993 Jurassic Park.
Industrialist John Hammond has created a theme park of cloned dinosaurs, Jurassic Park, on tropical Isla Nublar. After a dinosaur handler is killed by a velociraptor, the park's investors, represented by lawyer Donald Gennaro, demand a safety certification. Gennaro invites mathematician Ian Malcolm, while Hammond invites paleontologists Alan Grant and Ellie Sattler. Upon arrival, the group is shocked to see a live Brachiosaurus. At the park's visitor center, the group learns that the cloning was accomplished by extracting dinosaur DNA from prehistoric mosquitoes preserved in amber. DNA from frogs was used to fill in gaps in the genome of the dinosaurs and to prevent breeding, all the dinosaurs were made female by direct chromosome manipulation. The group witnesses the hatching of a baby velociraptor and visits the raptor enclosure. During lunch, the group debates the ethics of cloning and the creation of the park. Malcolm warns about the implications of genetic engineering and scoffs at the park's conceptualization, saying that it will inevitably break down. How do you know they're all female? Well, somebody yeah. go out in the park and pull up the dinosaur skirts? We control their chromosomes. It's really not that difficult. Yeah. All vertebrate embryos are inherently female anyway. They just require an extra hormone given at the right developmental stage to make them male. We simply deny them that. Deny them that? John, the kind of control you're attempting is... Uh, it's not possible. Listen, if there's one thing the history of evolution has taught us, it's that life will not be contained. Life breaks free, it expands to new territories, and it crashes through barriers painfully, maybe even dangerously, but, uh, well, there it is. There it is. You're implying that a group composed entirely of female animals will breed? No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life, uh, finds a way. Hammond's grandchildren, Lex and Tim Murphy, join for a tour of the park while Hammond oversees from the control room. The tour does not go as planned, with most of the dinosaurs failing to appear and the group encountering a sick triceratops. Their tour is cut short as a tropical storm approaches. Most of the park's employees leave for the mainland on a boat while the visitors return to their electric tour vehicles except Sattler, who stays behind with the park's veterinarian to study the triceratops. Jurassic Park's disgruntled lead computer programmer, Dennis Nedry, has been bribed by Dodgson, a man working for Hammond's corporate rival, to steal fertilized dinosaur embryos. Nedry deactivates the park's security system to gain access to the embryo storage room and stores the embryos inside a container disguised as a can of shaving cream. Nedry's sabotage also cuts power to the tour's vehicles, stranding them just as they near the park's Tyrannosaurus Rex paddock. Most of the park's electric fences are also deactivated, allowing the Tyrannosaurus to escape and attack the group. After the Tyrannosaurus overruns the tour vehicle, it injures Malcolm and devours Gennaro while Grant, Lex, and Tim escape. On his way to deliver the embryos to the island's docks, Nedry becomes lost in the rain, crashes his Jeep Wrangler, and is killed by a Dilophosaurus. Sattler helps the game warden Robert Muldoon search for survivors. They only find an injured Malcolm just before the Tyrannosaurus returns and chases them away. Grant, Tim, and Lex take shelter in a treetop and encounter a Brachiosaurus. They later discover the broken shells of dinosaur eggs, and Grant concludes that the dinosaurs have in fact been breeding, which occurred because of their frog DNA. Some West African frogs can change their sex in a single-sex environment, allowing the dinosaurs to do so as well. Unable to decipher Nedry's code to reactivate the security system, Hammond and Chief Engineer Ray Arnold reboot the park system. The group shuts down the park's grid and retreats to an emergency bunker while Arnold heads to a maintenance shed to complete the rebooting process. When Arnold fails to return, Sattler and Muldoon head to the shed. They discover the shutdown has deactivated the remaining fences and released the velociraptors. Muldoon distracts the raptors while Sattler goes to turn the power back on before being attacked by a raptor and discovering Arnold's severed arm. 
Meanwhile, Muldoon is caught off guard and killed by the other two raptors. Clever girl. Grant, Tim, and Lex reach the visitor center, and Grant heads out to look for Sattler, leaving Tim and Lex inside. Tim and Lex are pursued by the raptors in a kitchen, but they escape and join Grant and Sattler, who have returned. The group reaches the control room, and Lex uses Nedry's computer to restore the park's power, allowing them to call Hammond, who calls for help. As they try to escape by the front entrance, they are cornered by the raptors, but they escape when the Tyrannosaurus appears and ends up killing the raptors. Hammond arrives in a jeep with Malcolm, and the group boards a helicopter to leave the island, for better, or more likely, for worse. Right, here's a quick cast recap for you. We have Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant, Laura Dern as Dr. Ellie Statler, Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm, we have Richard Attenborough as Dr. John Hammond. As a quick aside, Attenborough, who plays iGen CEO Dr. John Hammond, was on a 15-year hiatus from acting when Spielberg approached him about taking a role in Jurassic Park. Attenborough had been directing. In fact, his film Gandhi beat Spielberg's E.T. for Best Director and Best Picture at the 55th Academy Awards but said he agreed to end the semi-retirement because Spielberg had, quote, the charm of the devil. We also have Bob Peck as Robert Muldoon, Martin Ferrero as Donald Gennaro, B.D. Wong as Dr. Henry Wu, Joseph Masello as Tim Murphy, Ariana Richards as Lex Murphy, Samuel L. Jackson as Ray Arnold, Wayne Knight, a.k.a. Newman, as Dennis Nedry, Cameron Thor as Dr. Lewis Dodgson, and Greg Burson as the voice of Mr. DNA. Oh, Mr. DNA, where did you come from? From your blood. We'll get further into dino DNA during our water cooler facts in a bit. Last but certainly not least, we have Richard Kiley, who has a cameo appearance as the voice of the Jurassic Park tour vehicle guide. Kiley created the role of Don Quixote in the original 1965 production of the Broadway musical Man of La Mancha and was the first to sing and record The Impossible Dream, the hit song from the show. Other possible candidates for the roles in the film include William Hurt and Harrison Ford as Alan Grant, Christina Ricci as Lex, Sean Connery as John Hammond, and Robin Wright or Juliette Binoche as Ellie Sattler. Alrighty, let's take a T-Rex-sized bite out of some facts behind this iconic film. Jurassic Park was first released on VHS and Laserdisc on October 4th, 1994, with 17 million units sold. Jurassic Park is the fifth best-selling VHS tape ever, really coming in strong during the heyday of other extinct species like Blockbuster and Hollywood Video. Famed paleontologist Jack Horner was used during production to ensure the dinosaurs exhibited scientifically accurate behavior, and Robert T. Bakker, also a paleontologist, gave animators information about the dinosaurs' physical characteristics. In the foreword of his 1995 novel Raptor Red, Bakker had nothing but praise for the animators creating the dinos. Quote, the artists wanted the latest info on all the species they were reconstructing. They wanted everything to be right. They'd been calling me once a week for months, checking on the teeth of T-Rex and the skin of Triceratops. I'd send them dozens of pages of dino details. As he told Popular Mechanics in 2012 that the dinosaur artists working for Jurassic Park were, quote, better animal morphologists than most tenured professors. 
It may have been a symptom of the times or perhaps one of cinematic drama, but it is now generally accepted that many of the dinosaurs shown, including the T-Rex and Velociraptors, likely had feathers along with their scaly skin. It's definitely scarier, though, to have a giant scaly monster chasing after you rather than a giant chicken. What's more is that even though the T-Rex could have hunted based on smell, at the time Jurassic Park was made, it wasn't known for sure whether the giant dinosaur's vision was based on movement. Because some reptiles are known to exhibit the trait, consultant Jack Horner didn't really object to having Spielberg include it in the film. More recent research, however, suggests that T-Rex probably had pretty excellent vision. Oops. Speaking of the dinosaurs shown in the movie, the term Jurassic Park is a bit of a misnomer. Most of the dinosaurs in the movie don't even belong to the Jurassic period. T-Rex, Pachycephalosaurus, Velociraptor, Triceratops, Parasaurolophus, Ichthyosaurus, and Ankylosaurus. Uh, now, these dinosaurs are all from the Cretaceous period. Confused? Well, to figure this out clearly, we need to know when did dinosaurs appear first. Dinosaurs first appeared in the mid-Triassic and became the dominant terrestrial vertebrates in the late Triassic or early Jurassic, occupying this position for about 150 or 135 million years until their demise at the end of the Cretaceous. It can be seen that the Mesozoic is subdivided into three major periods, the Triassic, Jurassic, and Cretaceous periods, which are further subdivided into a number of epochs and stages. For more accurate information on that, definitely check out scientificamerican.com. They have a great article about which dinosaurs belong in which period that are shown in, throughout the Jurassic Park series. The use of CGI or computer-generated imagery in Jurassic Park represented a groundbreaking technological achievement for the film industry. As Spielberg said in a 2013 interview with Entertainment Weekly, quote, it changed special effects forever and, for better or for worse, it really did introduce the digital era. The film won three Oscars at the 1994 Academy Awards, Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Visual Effects. One of the most famous CGI dinosaurs in the film is a Brachiosaurus who jumps up on his hind legs to reach leaves on the top of a tree. Despite it being one of the only dinosaurs from the Jurassic period itself, uh, Spielberg revealed in a DVD commentary that the move was anatomically impossible for the real dinosaur to do, based on its bone structure found by real-life paleontologists. The CGI team shrank the digital creature's hind legs to allow him to perform the bit of movie magic. Up next, we have an excerpt from the live recording at Fourth Wall PDX featuring Michael Garcia, Dylan Jones, and some audience participation. It'll be like you were there with us. We do a podcast here every two weeks or so, and do a live recording, bring in some video elements, and this month we have Science Factual with Reese Hinder. What's up, man? Thanks for having me. It's super awesome to be here at Fourth Wall. And it is super awesome to be on your show within my show. It's yes. like a Russian, Russian nesting doll show. Showception. I'm stuck in the podcast. Oh, yeah. We've got Dylan up in the mix, too. This is Dylan Jones, folks. Thank you for doing it. Thank you so much. Yes. We're gonna we're gonna pick apart Jurassic Park. Yeah. One right. delicious rib at a time. You wanna move to this seat? Yeah. Yeah. So let's make it seem like you're interviewing me. Yeah, let's <laughs> <laughs> Should I have a mug with the with science facts? Should I have a science factual mug? I kinda I need, I feel like I need science facts. <laughs> for your mugs. for yeah. your interviews. For yeah, sure. that's true. I just much like the pros, just close your Well, is it water or whiskey that they have in there? 
that's that's the beauty that's the beauty of uh, showbiz is you never know what's actually in the mother. That's so true. You know, yeah. I think I, I like to think like maybe when Joaquin Phoenix is being interviewed, it's whiskey in the mug. But like, definitely River Phoenix. Well, not so much anymore. But River Phoenix. We, what, we, we miss him. Yeah. R.I.P. What a tragedy. I wish. Was he ever in some science fiction shit? River Phoenix. Explorers. Explorers. Okay. I never saw it. Neither did, neither did I. Wow. And you and you're the science fiction guy. I never saw explorers. I never saw with the famous River Phoenix. I know. I know. Young Ethan Hawke as well. And young Ethan Hawke, you fucking well, I, was, I saw Gattaca. Thank God. Yeah. Somebody had to. Somebody had to watch it. <laughs> Somebody had to watch Gattaca. I, I did. I did it with you and Packensucker. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, that's sweet. Somebody has to watch movies with you and Packensucker. That's true. We know each other. You hate that joke. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> He would just hate you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Would appreciate it if you'd like that joke. So, Dylan, before we get too far into things, what's your Instagram? Uh, it's at D Jones Comedy. No. Follow me on Instagram. Follow at D Jones Comedy. Follow him on Instagram. I'm not even really. I'm not even really annoying. Like, I'm not going to show up in your feed as much. You know, like. It's just show promotions, really. Like, I'm not like, oh, here's a picture. Here's the 19th picture of my dog or some shit. It's just show promotions. Do you have a dog? No. Uh, well, <laughs> I were about certain Instagrams that yeah. feature dogs more than the humans. I don't like it when a human presumes to think that their dog wants an Instagram account for itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's I a lot it, of pressure. It's, for, it's, for it's really presumptuous. It's really self-centered to think that, like, okay, so you have a dog, and now I give a fuck about your dog at all. People are on the outside. Please follow me on Instagram. Everybody's like, I love dogs. Fuck this guy. Oh, wait, on the radio. Sorry. No, it's fine. You can come to your heart's content. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tuesday, 8 to 9. That's for daddies. That's the chalk hour. Toenails. Tune in. Yeah, clip your toenails and get a little racy with Dylan Joe. That's true. So, Dylan, what was your first exposure to science fiction? I watched Starship Troopers with my dad when I was like seven or like nice. eight and uh, it freaking blew my mind dude I love that movie I, like, I didn't even know like half of what was going on but I was like oh dude so I was already I was one of those kids that was super into like army men and like I wanted to play all the war fighting games the shoot 'em up games and have, stuff have you seen it since like, like when was the last time you watched it because I'm assuming you've seen it since you were an adult yeah yeah I saw yeah I saw it as an adult yeah. and uh, I mean it's still it still slaps Starship Trooper slaps yeah but you, you see it in a different lens yeah it's, yeah it's a, it's kind of cute it's a little more cute now that I'm an adult that I'm like oh look that, that's what they think future football is gonna be like <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just going to be like pure murder yeah. for like our, our entertainment yeah. value. Like, I'm not sure how accurate the like the military life style type things that they were doing, where it's like, uh, is everybody fucking each other in the military? Because it seems like that's what's happening in Starship Troopers. Is like, yeah, but in Starship Troopers is actually consent. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. that that all important consent. Yes, uh, 
Yeah. And now, yeah, now that I've watched it as uh, as an adult, I, I notice a lot more of the like, oh, wow, there's like some little like fascism things going on in here too and like you're noticing like the like the propaganda that's being pushed and stuff like that and you know like all the undertones about like oh they promise these big bright futures but then we like lose the half of our limbs and war and shit so it's like sure we got the gi bill but now my leg i uh, missed my leg and shit like that yeah it's a it's a real world war one yeah <laughs> so, a- see, I, I see a little world war two in this because uh doobie hauser basically becomes the gestapo by the oh yeah that's yeah, right like, like just the, like world war two <laughs> 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 yeah 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 neil patrick harris infamous nazi yeah um well, the, folks, the, the third voice that you hear, that is Michael Garcia. This That's the that's the fella putting this whole thing on. He's going to be chiming in from time to time. So if you hear a third voice, it's not just a random person off the streets. It is somebody who knows what they're talking about. And I want to say knows what they're doing, but we'll, we'll figure that out as we go on. Uh, so, what was your first exposure to Jurassic Park? I would say probably around the around the same time. I don't know, but yeah, kind of around the same time. Like I was born in 1993, so okay. when I saw yeah. when I saw Jurassic Park, I, uh, it had been out for a while, and it was like something that like my older sister was like, "You gotta see Jurassic Park. It's the coolest." Yeah, I, I, I love it. it. It is. It is the coolest. It is the coolest. It's I was coolest. honored that you chose me for Jurassic Park. Well, uh, thank you. Well, thank you for being here. We, yeah, we definitely. We're going to be picking it apart here in a minute. I'm certainly looking forward to that. It really was the coolest. There's like I, I don't think I've ever been more gripped by watching a glass of water have ripple. It's yeah. like wow, that was amazing. And then one thing I really liked about it was that it's like before I knew that directors were like I had like a specific type of like touch to movies. Mm-hmm. Before I even recognized that, I was like in love with Steven Spielberg movies. Like sure. I loved all the Steven Spielberg movies, and I didn't even know who Steven Spielberg was. I was just like I, I had the same when I see movie. these movies, they yeah. blow my mind. Yeah, Indiana Jones. Yeah, uh, 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 what was it? Uh, Five of Those West, Animaniacs. Oh, dude, it was like my whole life. I've been loving the Steven Spielberg shit. Huh? I never really put that those two together. Yeah, that he was behind that. That's it. Okay, he's an Animaniacs fella. He sure is. <laughs> Just uh, like me, me and Steven, with me and me and Spiels, we should hang out. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. I got baseball caps too. I could. I'm sure. I'm sure he loves that nickname. <laughs> Steals. Yeah. Ste- yeah, Stevie Steals. <laughs> Stevie Steals. Yeah. For whatever reason, I couldn't get William Shakespeare out on time, so I wrote Billy Shakes. <laughs> on a piece of paper. Billy yeah. Shakes. That's like fun. shorthand. Yeah. <laughs> Classic Billy Shakes. Oh, uh, Billy Shakes. Have you have you seen or read anything else? That was based on Michael Crichton's works. No, not at all. I didn't even know it was a book. Yeah, I'm not really a books guy. Okay, I, I don't. Want, I can see. I can see that. For you. <laughs> I don't want to out myself as like a dipshit or something. But I'm not really the. I'm no, not really that much of a books guy. <laughs> I don't read books that very often. That's okay. Much well, to my. So one main difference in between the book and the movie, uh-huh. they end up napalming the island. So smart in the book, yeah. So smart, which is weird because like how did, how does then now he he writes Lost World as a, oh. as a second one too, but uh, I mean they they it kind must of, have been like a pterodactyl or something that got out of the name. Yeah, they 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 fuck off or oh, like yeah, there's there because I'm sure they must have made sea based ones that they didn't get into. Oh, yeah. there, there there was a whole ocean there's of other dinosaurs. Yeah. 
Wow, yeah, I never thought about that. Well, I like. I, I think. I think they probably. They probably did it in the movie. They made it. They left it open ended because then that's that's fucking in, doom. In the movie. The movie just ends with like the helicopters show up they're and they're like, away. Okay, "Deuces," you know, like, "Well, yeah, cool." They leave an untied just... thread though, almost like they knew there was going to be a sequel because they leave this untied thread of like. Before they get out, they recognize that the dinosaurs are reproducing, that they yeah. found eggs and eggshells and stuff like that. That yeah. they're like, oh, fuck. These Which guys he, he, seems, he seems more excited about the capacity to reproduce than for anything else. Yeah. No. So, yeah, they're like, okay, so these dinosaurs reproduce. Well, I'm out of here. See ya. Uh, <laughs> There's no concern. Yeah. It's not yeah. It's, he's, just, he's just happy about it. Selfish. Very weird. Little... Scamps. The whole thing seems so implausible in so far as like if I had any sort of governmental authority and I was coming in because they know that like and thank God you don't. <laughs> That's true. I would be a tyrant. <laughs> so I mean, if you had government authority. What would you do? Well, I, I mean, so it's I just find it interesting that they don't even consider that at all during the movie. Like there's there's not one government figure. From because they're what off the coast of coast they're on the off the coast, coast of the coast of Rica, yeah. Coast Rica, that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they, I'm sure they get that all the time. I'm, I'm so happy you're here. Um, <laughs> just happy to be here. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I had my cereal. Me too. It was fantastic. Thank you for having me, sir. Yeah. 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 Come on down. Yeah, to the come on to wall. wall. Yeah. They've got cereal. <laughs> it's fantastic. They have it's all available to you. Yeah. There's milks. Yeah. And um, many milks. Many milks upon you, sir. <laughs> many, many milks may upon I, you, may sir. May milk flow <laughs> upon you. May your milk pour valiantly, heartily. <laughs> so, if I was a government figure, I would swoop in there real quick and shut the fuck down. Yeah. No dinosaurs. No dinosaurs. <laughs> no These dinosaurs. are scary. We they don't need dinosaurs. Yeah. Right, so uh, my microphone is out of the mix. The splitter was breaking things. But I do want to say, you know, the talk about the government coming in to shut that down, they still haven't shut down Gitmo, and every president says they want to. So I don't think the government shuts anything down. Yeah. Well, that doesn't affect American citizens. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> we only care about America. We don't have tourism to get out. There's no money in Gitmo. There's only power in Gitmo, so they'll never shut it down. I could see a super macabre ride. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like you're going through, it's like, yeah. Oh, sponsored right. by OAN and Network. Yeah. Yeah. The tour of Gitmo, where you just get to go point and laugh at all the terrorists, the quote unquote terrorists. Buy a three-day pass to Gitmo. Get half off that yeah, yeah. Grid. yeah, come on, come on down to the Gitmo slash driving range. <laughs> slash open mic. Yeah. You're just trying to think of what like right-wingers would be into when they go on a tour to Gitmo. Shooting clay pigeons or something? Escape from Gitmo. <laughs> I'm going to Gitmo to break out my buds. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> That would be that would be a sequel to The Rock, and you have Nick Cage. Oh yeah, mm. Nick Cage breaking people out of Gitmo. That's a movie I want to see. That would be fucking awesome. What, what, what if somebody what if somebody shows up to Gitmo and they're like, you know what? I'm just I'm not trying to break anybody out. I'm just making sure everybody actually gets a trial. And then during <laughs> and then during all the trials, we find that well, actually they were all guilty. So <laughs> and then nothing happens. <laughs> So it's a good thing we had over here, I guess. So, yeah. yeah, well, we lucked out this time, but you need to start doing trials. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> well, let's let's be realistic. I don't think they'd ever grant that. No, no. Nobody's ever getting a trial. It's too late. They were no. just like, nah, they want to just sweep them under the rug. 
Welcome back to Gitmo Pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're Follow me at D Jones Comedy. <laughs> so bring it back to Jurassic Park. Yeah, the real science fiction. <laughs> For fiction, where people aren't in prison with no trial. <laughs> So, who's your favorite character in the 93 movie? Not any of the other ones. Like, have, you, have you seen all of them? Like, so, uh, I, haven't, seven. I haven't seen Oh, I saw... Uh, now there's seven. I saw the first one and the first Jurassic World. The okay. first Chris Pratt one. Yeah, yeah. Where he's, he's riding group leader on his... Yeah. Cycle. Yeah. He, what? <laughs> I think it's so ridiculous because, like, Triumphs don't run as it is. Yeah, the, uh, the ever-elusive... Dinosaur Bud. That's what I liked about the first one. The, the first Jurassic World is like, oh no, now we're making friends with the dinosaurs. We're all pals. Yeah. <laughs> and we all sing Kumbayas now. Well, so, so yeah, that does, that does kind of speak a little bit to like uh, John Hammond being like, hey, you know, like they imprint on the first person that they see. So it makes sense that like, oh yeah, sure. Do you know that that's David Attenborough's older brother? Oh yeah. Yeah. My preferred Attenborough. You really? Know, somebody Richard, that Richard Attenborough, Attenborough yeah. or David? Richard, um, Richard's your preferred. Richard's okay. my preferred Attenborough. Okay. Uh, uh, I like take. That's a, that's a hot take. <laughs> yeah, uh, you heard it here first. Richard Attenborough, the better Attenborough. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the way Richard Attenborough kind of just like he did his thing. He doesn't need to be showboating around. You know, you know, you're, you're, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're going to go by somebody who's like... island is literally a showboat. It's going to be like... That's not Richard Attenborough. That's Mr. Hammond or whatever. I believe we have Chilean sea bass prepared for us by Alejandro. This dude flexes the whole fucking... All he does is flex. In the real world, like, David Attenborough, he did, like, three voiceovers and pretty much was able to pay for the rest of his life. You know, like, have money for the rest of his life. Yeah. And then he continues to do, like, 79 other voiceovers. That's that's true. And that annoys me. Yeah. We'll do that yeah. I mean, we some of us also have sultry, smoky voices. Okay, Ooh. we don't need David Attenborough doing every goddamn voiceover. I feel the same way about Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe, fuck you, Mike Rowe. Well, well I'll fuck you. Fuck Mike Rowe for other reasons. But like, no, I, I love his ideas on policy. <laughs> He's my favorite Republican. I'll tell you what. I'm sure David Attenborough has some interesting views on Brexit. <laughs> Is Hammond your favorite character? No, 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 no absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I like the I like the kids. I, I like really? I like the like, like I like the older girl the most. Can we isolate that audio? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The kids are cute. Well, aren't they like aren't they like Hammond's grandkids or something like that? Yeah. 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 So yeah. they're related to the owner guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which like is a, which kids. is a reboot team. Like they just basically remade. Jurassic Park for Jurassic World with like a hotter. Oh cast. yeah, that's right. Especially but, but with election was that in the book that Hammond like doesn't even give a fuck about his grandkids. He's kind of just like that's pretty clear in the movie too. <laughs> <laughs> the movie makes him like he cares that touch more. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I found I, I found it was incredibly frustrating that it's like all they had to do was just get on the radio. Like the Hammond guy had no idea any of this was happening. He's just like. Yeah, I got, they're on a tour. Right. It's <laughs> they're just out there having fun in the park. Yeah. Is there anyone Charlie and Seabass? <laughs> yeah. Well, Giles, I'm watching Charlie and Seabass. Thank you. Uh, ye
I really appreciate a storyline that involves uh, clever kids not yeah. needing the grown-ups to help them out of the situation. I really yeah. appreciate I, it. I was too young for it when it came out, because I was born in 89, like, when I saw the 80s by five days, and, like, I, sure, I grew up with it on VHS, but I didn't see it in theaters. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess by the time I saw it, I did identify with the kids the most just because I was like, oh, man, it'd be awesome. And I had Jurassic Park stuff, like, as a kid, like, one of the, uh, not the full-size cheap, but, did like, you have the Audi? Yeah, I had the self-driving Audi. I had a mask and a, uh, like, a little blow-up balloon T-Rex kind of thing. Oh, that nice. Jurassic Park themed. That's sweet. And, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't get any of the toys. So. I do, I definitely do remember a lot of old commercials commercials for sure. Jurassic Park toys. That was really, that was a huge money grab with yeah. the toys. Well, I, I saw Lost World in theaters. Well, what's that? That's the second one. Okay, number right? two, okay. Because Jurassic Park 3 is just Jurassic Park 3. Okay. Yeah, no, my favorite character is Dr. Ian Malcolm. Okay, that's Jeff Goldblum, correct? Oh, yes. Jay Bloom. Jay Bloom, yes. He, <laughs> Blooming into my heart. Yeah, oh, always, and sometimes in my pants. But I, because that's that when he's laid up there, like after his leg is injured, he's yeah. just like. For some reason, his shirt is off. <laughs> for every reason. For some for reason, his shirt, his shirt is off when his leg is hurt. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's so open for the best reasons. I just wish his pants were open. Jesus. Jay Bloom is a uh, punk for sure in that. And uh, The Fly. And Earth Girls are easy. Yeah? Yeah. Well, I guess Reese Hendrick is easy, too. I am. I am for Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> He's more of a daddy nowadays. You know, I heard my, uh, I heard Jeff Goldblum on a podcast, and uh, it yeah. sounds like he's ear-fucking me every time he talks. He is. Because he is. Yeah. I did, honestly, I didn't like it. I was like, I started rolling my eyes at a point. It's like, look, buddy, there's, there's no way that this is on purpose. You know, there's no, there's no way this is an accident. Yeah, right. You are putting on a show. I, 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 want, I don't know for who. I want to see him talk to himself while he, like, does his, <laughs> you know, like, daily routine. All right, well, uh, great. This is great. We're gonna, all right, we're gonna check the, the nostrils here, do one, and then I guess we're gonna, we're gonna do the, the other, we're going to do the other. Okay, great. Now, now we're going to make sure that all my little whiskers, all my little whiskers are trimmed up and they're nice and even. It's just like, it's like, dude, like, you, you can't exist by yourself like that. Like, I'm sorry, without there being some sort of mental break that hasn't transpired in your life, which, I mean, maybe he's a he's Andy Kaufman level... You know what I mean? Like he just—he seems to be moaning a lot. It's what I found. It's like, uh, yeah, like uh, almost like like his whole life is spent at like a wine tasting. It's just like tasting wines all the time. Like mm, mm, mm. so much mouth noises. This yeah, so like, so you like Ian Malcolm? He's like a mathematician, right? He's a a, a chaos titian. Oh, he oh. He studies chaos. He's, yeah, just like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to have an understanding of chaos as well. That's true. Listen, everybody, uh, listen to Dylan said at the end of the episode. That's, <laughs> that's going to be great. Uh, it's a that's a lesson in chaos for yeah. sure. Uh, do you have a least favorite character? Uh, yeah. Fuck you, Nedry. What a dick. I fucking hate that guy. Newman. <laughs> I don't like uh, Nedry or. What's the, that, the, that weird shady dude who has, like, what, some type of, like, competing Jurassic Park? Dobson. Dobson. Dobson, yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> just like that's such a bizarre thing. It's like what are you even? What even business are you running that I you think, think that you compete with I, the I, guy who's cloning dinosaurs? I think he's, are you, he's the CEO of something. I think it's like Biosis or something yeah, like that. Some, yeah, and he, yeah, and he um, basically is like trying to jock their seeds. But yeah. why would you ever put Newman in charge of anything? <laughs> Never put Newman in charge yeah. of anything. That was my second favorite kill. I, I really, I really, hated, I really hated Nedry. He was just such a like a sniveling little rat. And, then, and I, yeah, I really, I really hated him. And then once they got to that part where you hear the uh uh uh, that haunts yeah. me, dude. That shit haunts me. I hate Nedry so much. I just hate hackers from the nineties, like the, the, <laughs> the movie. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And the movie. They, they think they're so clever with they, their pixel art right? and dude, shit. Seriously, or like the remember in, in uh, Gold? I would, I would say Gold Member in Goldeneye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. What more time? It's Alexis. 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 Yes, Alexis. that's true. Yeah, his whole thing is, is uh, yeah, the scary yeah. Russians. They were like scary Russians and shit. Yep. Yeah, is that the movie with the villain Zinnia top or is that? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I always uh, contended her name should have been Zinnia on top off. But. Yeah, uh, I, I like that. <laughs> yeah, that is that. That is uh, of all the really ridiculous James Bond movies, that is the most ridiculous. I would say. Oh, like, more than Octopussy. Yeah. For really? sure. Yeah, GoldenEye is unbelievably dumb. Is a lot of, is a lot of, <laughs> vaginas, a lot of vaginas Austin Powers, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. Just, right, I'm, just, I'm just making sure. Yeah, like, I don't know if you've done a, I don't know if you've done an MSTK3 FG or whatever here for GoldenEye, but GoldenEye is the perfect movie for that. It's okay. it's so much fun to watch, and it's so bad. It's like one of the worst movies. I, I legitimately remember tearing it apart watching it for the first time. Yeah. It came out. Yeah. Yeah. my mind how stupid this movie was. What, uh, what year is that? Ninety? I don't know. I don't know. No, it's got to be later than that. Ninety-five. 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 No, ninety-seven. Yeah. Ninety-seven. Closest without going. Who's got? Who's got? Yeah. Who's closest? I'm gonna say ninety-five and three quarters. I'm going ninety-six. I'm going ninety-four. For Goldeneye, four. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. Oh, I went over. I said ninety-five and three-quarters. Oh, okay. So ninety-four. No, I said ninety-four. I'm I'm counting it. Nobody wins anything. No, I need the win. I need the win. I'm taking the win. I need the win. It's my win. All right. If you were a tourist, okay. Which you could I've never been. <laughs> I'm better than that. Since you've, you've never been anywhere in life. <laughs> Would you go to Jurassic Park? Absolutely. Yeah. As, as Absolutely. As I mean, I ride roller coasters. I trust them to do to make everything fine. So why wouldn't I go to Jurassic Park? Why do you have a clip of the Jurassic Park ride that we can play? Oh, yeah. That's it. Why not introduce live dinosaurs into the mix? Uh, I would say that Jurassic Park is the only, it would be the only zoo that I could go to that I wouldn't actually feel guilty about because uh, there's just enough separation of life from cloning a prehistoric animal that I just don't care about them. I just don't care about them. Let's, let's say that, like, our meat. Our, our consumable meat came from clones. Would you feel more ethically in line with that? No. Okay. <laughs> Just dinosaurs. Just they're, dinosaurs. They're scary dinosaurs. I want them all dead. <laughs> so, so you don't care? Like, I don't care. Right. Scary dinosaurs are imprisoned. Gotcha. Okay. 
weird ethics. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's, an inter- that's an interesting stance. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, like I, I would I would do it if only like I would test you beforehand. You know, like when you race a friend to a oh point, yeah, I'd have to make sure that I can run faster than you for sure. Because you know, <laughs> when a dinosaur eats one human, they never eat another human. Because you're you're tall too. You're what six four? Six four. Yeah. Eagle eye, not a brag or anything. No, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, you, so you got like long legs. You, you probably got a good, a good clip to you. I mean, yeah. I, you know, no offense. I'm not seven out of the three of us. I'd be going to Jurassic Park with you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't travel. So, no, no. <laughs> sorry, Brandon. I go. Yeah, Brandon's going quick. I'm quick. You quick? Okay, that's good. I'll prove it later. Nice. We'll race. <laughs> Elliot. I would not. Not going to Jurassic Park. <laughs> no. I don't even want to go to Bush Gardens National Kingdom. I fucking checked. <laughs> what about Enchanted Forest? Would you go to Enchanted Forest? Fuck the mouse. Oh, okay. Fuck the mouse. Oh, man. I, I would go to Enchanted Forest. I want to check it out. I want to know the Gardens. I've never been. Yeah, I, I would uh, I would go to a lot of places on acid. Not, not, not Jurassic Park, though. I don't know. I don't know. I know a couple do. places. I, <laughs> I would go on acid. Hey. hey. <laughs> Jesus mom's house. Nice. <laughs> gotcha. Nice. Got him. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm not trying to do anything weird with your mom. I just want to just, like, she's got a lot of insight, I would say. I just, like, want to get to know her a little. You know, really get to know myself. All this time. Well. <laughs> Usually those your mom jokes are one and done. We really had to unravel that one, didn't we? That's right. Hey, um... What's your favorite dinosaur joke? <laughs> <laughs> like besides my mom. Uh, what, what are the ones that are like really like armadillo like, where they have like a mace on the on the back of their on the, oh, stegosaurus? Yeah, stegosaurus. I love. I've always loved the stegosaurus. Yeah, same thing. I like I like stegosaurus. They're unstoppable little herbivores, and I love them. Are you pulling? You gonna pull out a stegosaurus right now? I'm about to whip your stegosaurus. I'm about to whip something out of this bag. Let's see here. It's not a stegosaurus, but it's a triceratops, or I guess in this case, it. it's a biceratops. Oh, did one of his horns get knocked off? Yeah, one of his horns got knocked off, but this was a gift from another comedian, Delaney Malone. Oh, she's very sweet. She is. Yeah, we uh, we went to the park to do Capture the Flag for her most recent birthday. Uh-huh. She would have a very athletic birthday party. Mm-hmm. She? <laughs> yeah, and, and so she, she, for, she forced us to exercise. I know. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure Cam would, took it really, really well. Actually, Cam won one round. Yeah. And, and I won. That guy's uh, very athletic. He is. You so won well the other round. By looking at him, buddy. He's very athletic. Well, now that, now that he's lost his mustache, uh-huh. I don't know if he has so much gusto. Yeah. It was a lot of gusto with the mustache. That's true. Gustache. A gust of gustache, if you will. Hell yeah. <laughs> Solid stuff. Good, good. Is that, does, that, does that exhaust your question list? God, no. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have a lot. I have a lot. Things would probably get out of hand pretty quick then if we were to actually start pumping out dinos. Like, oh, my God. It would be a nightmare. No security at this place. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, there was, but apparently there's just like, you know, just one big chunk switch to turn off all the, uh, <laughs> there's no backup generators and shit like that. Poor Sam yeah. Jackson. Yeah. You can't rely on an electric fence and then make the button, you know, just to like not bring any extra well, fuses and shit. You know? I, I guess what I'm getting at, like, so in, in Jurassic World, they have guns and shit, you know? Yeah. 
and there's like a military presence, which is, which is why it's weird still in the 1993. And there is no government or military. Or well, there's sort of there's like that game warden guy. There's like the one guy who's well, well, like, all of them that is. Isn't the story that they are on like a uh, island that isn't uh, part of the U.S.? It's, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's you know, an island anyway. It's, it's yeah. an island off the coast of Costa Rica. Yeah, Nublar. It's it's coast to coast AF. So yeah. it's, it's just hard. It's an international water. And fucking. They walk the entire island. No expense. Yeah, they spend no expense. And so now they can just talk about conspiracy theory and UFOs all goddamn day and, and have all the proof. They're like, see, this is a this is a cloning program. You see this? Fucking, uh, oh man, what is it? Art Bell and what's his fucking name? Uh, yeah. George Nori. George Nori. Yeah, George. Yeah, yeah. That guy is a fucking dirtbag, dude. We don't. <laughs> no, you don't like George Nori? No, dude. That guy's on. Oh, yeah. yeah, that guy's on Infowars a little too much for my He's a form of entertainment to me. Uh, I mean, that like the whole ancient aliens concept in yeah. general. He puts uh, he puts <laughs> Alex Jones on his show way too much. It, it, it is racist. Yeah, way too much. Ancient, ancient, ancient aliens theory. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, the ancient aliens theory is yeah, racist. That's a shame because it seems so cool. It did seem cool. Like I like that. I think that's a cool origin story. Could be. But now, now I mean, maybe I just haven't been focusing hard enough on it. I guess it's my racist. I think the that's only cool. thing outside of that is like the panspermia thing. I think that has potential. But anything outside of like. There was a race of aliens, and they came. And they came, and they searched with a group of people, and they have the knowledge. And it's like, mm, well, maybe know, they, they showed up in such an ancient time that it's like we were all one group of people, right? Wow, this is really falling apart. Uh, yeah, we. People aren't fucking around when they say that, like, history definitely repeats itself. The enlightenment of humankind ebbs and flows as such as everything else. And so there is, there's always the getting smart period and then the dumbing down period and then we're getting smart again. And then where, where, where do you think we are? Where do I think we are right now? I think we're, I think we're, uh, we peaked. We peaked. And I think we're on the down, I think we're on the downturn. We're becoming more. What was, what was the peak? Uh, September Clinton. September <laughs> September 10, 2001. <laughs> Napster. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the peak was, but uh, it does seem like we're we tend to be going backwards when it comes to just like trust in officials. Yeah, you know? I, then, I sure love to get a redo on this century yeah. so far. I wish I wish that we had we had at least one government entity that we could just be like, you guys are. A bunch of upstanding citizens, and we really thank you. Like uh, the CDC really upsets me. Well, if you're using if you're using that as a measure of, like, I really thought it was well. the CDC for a while, and then it's like then with this with the pandemic, we learned that even the CDC can't be. You know, they suck too. Yeah, I mean, there there may have been a degree of having their hands tied a little bit. Yeah, I think they just were they, they were trying to baby us. They did they did a lot of like, oh, the American people couldn't handle getting all this information the way that they, they, the, can, they can. The, the, just the facts they yeah, like they gave us like they just like piecemealed it out to us and yeah. like well, it's a long time to change their that's because Americans are understanding you know. Americans are the worst right. yeah. well it's not yeah I, I'm just upset with the CDC thinking it was up to them to try and guide us towards Americans. the right way to think when it's like no you guys just be scientists 
We'll figure that out on the back end, what, what we do with the information that the scientists give us. Americans are stupid. Yeah. Well, they're the Center for Disease Control, not pop, like morality control or like... Americans will pay three to ten thousand dollars to go to an island on an unregistered island, Costa Rica, to go play to go play deadly, deadly dinosaurs. Anyways, follow me on Instagram. I don't talk about the CDC at all on Instagram. You know why this happens? It's mostly political humor. I never know when to add the Horus. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I feel like a dumb. Like I don't, I don't know. Like for for all of the research, that you're I've a done, dumbasaur. Dumbasaur, <laughs> dumbassosaurus. Yeah, is, is, is a joke you don't know. Is it stegosaurus or stegosaurus? I think it's stegosaurus. It's stegosaurus. Stegosaurus means lizard. Ooh, okay. Saurus means it's lizard. It's a poster. Solid. Okay. Do you have a favorite kill in the movie? Oh, dude. Entry. I was. I yeah. loved seeing Entry get killed. Yeah. That was the shit. That's my second favorite. I, I wish they would have shown him getting torn to pieces in that truck a little bit, or like, like, like blood splurting randomly yeah. the, at the uh, windshield in the back of the shield or something. Because it just, it, in that respect, it's very much a kids' movie. You know? Yeah. Like, I really liked the implied violence. Arnold's Arnold's arm, like Sam Jackson's arm. The closest that Sam Jackson gets to cursing is hold on to your butts. Yeah. <laughs> Which for Samuel L. Jackson is very tame. Because I'm tired of these motherfucking dinosaurs. <laughs> hold on to my butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's too bad that, like, he didn't get, like, a fall-down cameo. Mm. You know, like, it's just his arm that you see. I would like to have been, like, bum, bum, bum. You know, he, like, falls out of the... Oh, yeah. Gives him the uh, opportunity to come back. Good. Uh, yeah, I, what, it's like an armless technician or something? Why the hell not? Oh, man, that'd be kind of rad. Like, they go back to the island 20 years later, like, 40 years later, and he's just, like, survived on the island. <laughs> he's, like, like, just wearing a loincloth. It's just, like, the yeah, hardest thing ever. He rolls up, riding on the back of Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. Of course. He's With the one king on. of the dinosaurs. Uh, yeah, my, my favorite kill is when that lawyer, uh, Gennaro, gets fucking killed. Like, cause he's, like, taking a shit or something, right? Well, he's, he's in the bathroom. It does seem like he's taking <laughs> I'm pretty shit. sure he's shit himself. Yeah. But uh Malcolm leads the T Rex right to him. Like if he would have just not yeah. brought him over there and, and it would have ran into the house and seen dude sitting there on the chair, like I think Malcolm knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah, like he'd have been one of the only survivors, at least in that sequence of events. Goldblum definitely got that dude killed. Yeah. And he wanted it too. I mean, like just there could only be one. Sexy man in this movie. <laughs> well, well, we saw the short sack out. Jeffrey Goldblum. Yeah. Although I, I do like the Huntmaster or whatever the fuck his name is. Who uh, oh, the game warden? The game warden. Yeah. His his shorts are fantastic. His shorts with the half calf socks. He gets killed too, right? He gets gobbled up. He gets killed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I guess that, that brings me to my final question. Let's um, all take a deep breath before your final can. Okay. question. On the count of three, all right? One, two, three. <sighs> oh, so relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that we're even healed, uh, what, what's coming up in your comedy schedule? Uh, oh, I got, um, I'm doing a super fun show where it's a comedy roast 
slash wrestling match. Oh, you're doing power bomb? I'm doing power bomb. It's going to be a blast. Apparently, like, you get into a wrestling ring and do a roast, and then you get to commentate wrestling, a wrestling match afterwards. It's fantastic. And that sounds like a dream come true for me. I mean, I'm not really much of a wrestling fan, but I really like the idea of being a part of the chaos. Hell yeah. As an agent of chaos myself, I think I'm going to enjoy it quite well. A chaotician. Yes, a chaotician. Do power bomb, and that same night, I'm doing funny jazz talk. I oh, play. yeah, Ross Passive. Yeah, yeah, Ross Passive has a show. Yeah, the Funhouse Lounge. The last Saturday of every month, nice. we uh, we do this fun show where uh, I play the drums. We got this guy Jay Ringer. He plays the he plays the keyboard, and sometimes he plays the trumpet and the keyboard at the same time. And then uh, we play music while comedians do stand up comedy. It's like doing a lot of like jamming. We're like uh, we're like we're, we're jamming out while the comedians do comedy, and it's that's awesome. It's really fun, and I'm the drummer, and I have a I have a blast. I get a chance to mix my the two things that I really really like to do which is play drums and comedy that's pretty awesome fun. last Saturday of every month at Funhouse Lounge well I will, I will definitely check that show out uh, before we go what does your t-shirt say uh, it says Bad Santa 3 Dylan thank you so much for joining us I appreciate you uh, is, let's, uh, let's, let's watch some clips yeah yes cool let's do it I had a super fun time doing the live show at 4th Wall PDX with Sounded Vision, and I'm very much looking forward to doing it all over again in October for an extra scary episode on Event Horizon with guest comedian Billy Chambers. I'll be sure to post more information about that event as the time comes closer and we've locked down all the details. I cannot wait. In the meantime, how's about some extra juicy morsels for you to share at the old water cooler? That's right, it's time for your water cooler facts. This week we take a look at just how viable it would be to clone a dinosaur. And the answer to that question comes from Jack Horner, a paleontologist at the Montana State University Bozeman and curator of the Museum of the Rockies. His name likely also sounds familiar from our previous section as he was the main paleontologist consultant for the film. Horner says, We are a long, long way from being able to reconstruct the DNA of extinct creatures, and in fact, it may be impossible to resurrect the DNA of dinosaurs or other long extinct forms. We have DNA for living creatures, including ourselves, and yet we cannot clone any living animal from DNA alone. As for extinct taxa, it is unclear whether or not DNA actually can survive more than a few thousand years. No one has been able to demonstrate incontrovertibly, as of yet, that they can retrieve DNA from an extinct species. The DNA recovered from long extinct creatures is severely degraded and therefore unsuitable for any future reconstruction attempts. The oldest DNA sequences that have been reproducibly recovered are a few short fragments of mitochondrial DNA from mammoths present in Siberian permafrost regions. These fragments of DNA are 50,000 to 100,000 years old. No DNA has been retrieved from mammoth cell nuclei, but the mitochondrial sequences were sufficient to show that the mammoth was closely related to the elephant, which was already known from the fossil record, and that three subspecies of mammoths apparently existed. The cloning that has been achieved recently has been accomplished at the cellular level, not at the level of a strand of DNA, and to date we do not have any living cells of any extinct taxa. 
Without cells, we cannot accomplish the same kind of cloning that has been done with sheep, and without being able to acquire ancient DNA or being able to clone from DNA, it is at present not possible even to forecast when such a thing might be possible. And even if we could get DNA from an extinct taxon, and if we knew how to clone the DNA, we would still have another hurdle in creating the exact embryonic conditions. For example, how would we synthesize a dinosaur egg or its exact environment? Too many hurdles to consider. So, in other words, life doesn't always find a way, or at least not back from extinction-level events that took place millions of years ago. However, scientists revived 45-million-year-old microbes preserved in amber, and when years of research failed to yield any medical applications, they used the yeast to make beer. Good call. That's not to say that we haven't had success in cloning. Anyone who was around in the 90s most likely remembers Dolly the Sheep, who was the result of the first successful attempt at cloning on an animal back in 1996. Dolly was a female Finnish Dorset sheep and the first mammal cloned from an adult somatic cell. She was cloned by associates of the Roslin Institute in Scotland using the process of nuclear transfer from a cell taken from a mammary gland. So perhaps there is hope yet that the Earth will be reclaimed by dinosaurs. I mean, they did rule this planet for stretches lasting millions of years, far longer than we've been a stain in this planet's underwear, I'll tell you what. Maybe we'll eventually have just enough intelligence to match our hubris and get the evolutionary ball rolling again. In their favor. I'd like to thank the sources for today's episode, which include Scientific American, LiveScience.com, BoredPanda.com, IMDB.com, Fandom.com, TheRap.com, and of course, Wikipedia, because if it's on Wikipedia, it might be true? I'm super excited for next week's episode because we'll be taking a look at one of my favorite television series of all time. I'm talking about the very weird and totally fucked up Black Mirror. I was more than stoked when guest comedian Josh Trio suggested we take a dive into the high strangeness contained within the series that let us know just exactly what it had in store for us from the very first episode. We got to meet up at my father's place in southeast Portland for some breakfast foods before the best dang comedy open mic Portland has to offer, hosted by the very awesome Michael J. Phelps. That mic is every Friday. Sign-ups start at 8.30 with the mic kicking off at 9. Or so. You can catch that episode airing Tuesday, September 6th from 8 to 9 a.m. only on Shady Pines Radio. Did you know that Shady Pines Radio is totally community and volunteer-driven? That's right. All of the amazing content that you hear 24 hours a day, 8 days a week, comes from the hearts and minds of incredibly talented people. A family, really, which I am proud to be a part of. You too can support Shady Pines Radio by becoming a Patreon donor. Lots of cool stuff comes with donating, like exclusive content and early access to Shady Pines Radio events. So visit the Patreon page and be a pal by supporting the cause. In the meantime, treat yourself to some ha-has courtesy of Dylan Jones. Oh yeah, and follow him on Instagram, that's at djonescomedy, for the hottest of takes. Enjoy. Yeah! You look good, you look good, you look good. You could have tried a little harder, I gotta say. A <laughs> uh, little about me, uh, I'm in a band. We have a, we're, we're a grunge doo-wop fusion band. <laughs> We're called Nirvana-na. 
It was my birthday recently, and uh, we went to a very delicious Indian food restaurant. It was amazing. So good, we partied like it was non teen non de non Man, it was good. <laughs> 2018 Nissan Versa, baby. Yeah! Suck it! Eat it! <laughs> Dad? <laughs> Yeah, it's like I got a new car, and it, God, it feels good. New, newest car I've ever had in my life. 2018, I can't believe it. I sat in there for the first time, and I'm like, oh, my God, these numbers go below 100,000. I had no idea. This is amazing. <laughs> but I've done my time, though. I've done my time. I've had the shitty $600 car bought from some shirtless guy in his driveway kids' toys strewn all over the front yard. <laughs> tiny nipples. He's always got very tiny nipples, this man. <laughs> I've had the cup holder gunk. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> the cup holder. I guess it's the hardest to clean thing I've ever had in my life. It's just soda and whatever's on pennies. That's it. That's the cup holder gunk. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was theft autoed once. See, I wouldn't call it Grand Theft Auto because it was a 98 Honda. And there ain't nothing grand about that. Because you see, a grand is $1,000. <laughs> so I was a 500 or best offer autoed. That's what happened to me. <laughs> it was stolen out of a Taco Bell parking lot. My whole life would be different if I just went through the drive through of a Taco Bell. It's amazing how life works like that. I tap, there was, a, there was a cop in the Taco Bell when it happened. I tap him on the shoulder, I'm like, hey, I'm sure you're at lunch, but uh, crime doesn't take a lunch. Somebody just stole my car, can you help me? And he says, uh, uh, yeah, you go wait outside, I'll be out in a minute. This guy's got a fucking to-do list? And number one on the list is Liv Moss? Fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, and I used to have the funniest joke, the most hilarious joke. I used to say, uh, oh, I keep my car doors unlocked because I can't afford a smashed-in window right now. <laughs> Turns out they could just steal the car, windows and all, the whole fucking thing. They did me dirty. I missed that thing. It got me from D to E. This guy loved it. I, I know you guys were all like, I don't know, but this guy fucking loved that joke. <laughs> uh, now I got a new car. I'm depreciating the value around here, baby. That's right. So uh, I got some conspiracy theories I'd like to throw at you. So dust off your third eyes and strap in. <laughs> I think Pinterest was started by Big Mason Jar. <laughs> Follow the money. Who's making the most money? The Mason Jar. <laughs> I think Dave was murdered in prison. His baking recipe stolen by his murderer. We've been eating Dave's killer's bread this entire time. <laughs> I like this side over here. You guys are my kind of sheeple. I like you guys. That's right, yeah. 
<laughs> now that your third eyes are open, I want to talk JFK assassination. It was a bad day in the news for America. I'll give you that. I'll give that one to you. It was a good day in the news for one man, though. The groundskeeper of the Dealey Plaza. I like to think he opened the paper that day and said, you goddamn right that's a grassy knoll. Not a dandelion on it, baby. He's like, honey, look, my knoll is in the paper. <laughs> well, anyways, guys, check out Bad Santa 3. It's coming out this year. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm Dylan Jones. Thank you.